right, here we go. Hey guys, welcome to Crush This Truck Podcast presented by High Octane Coffee and J Concepts. Uh, let me get the banner here because uh, uh, I, I just didn't do it yet. Um, let's see here. I guess there's no banner, but it's okay. No problem whatsoever. We'll just leave that one. So, so the, um, well, there we go. See? We just pick up everything, but we have one of the original awesome guy, uh, original owners of the truck that's so behind us, Excalibur. Uh, Howdy Mike, out there. Mike Nickel, right? Yes, Mike I, Nickel. Yeah, I got the name right. <laughs> We've been planning on doing this too. episode for a long time. We wanted to have Charlie Pawkin with us, too. Um, you know, we're celebrating the, the 2021 Monster Truck Hall of Fame, and last year, because of COVID and you know those mm-hmm. those evil people out there. You, you know who you are. I probably not even watched the episode. Caused all this trouble. Mm. Uh, one of the uh, class of 2020 was your good buddy Dave Marco. Yes, and uh, he he's in the Hall of Fame. So I I guess you're representing him. Yes, that's what I'm doing this weekend. But uh, we're just gonna talk about you and the team in general. So, okay. um, you know, hearing through the Hall of Fame and stuff like that. You know, we do a lot of um in the precious podcast we do like a timeline so i know a lot of people with history and video cameras have heard about the you know the history of excalibur yes. and stuff like that and uh actually um we're gonna take a different twist okay i heard stories or heard rumors that when you guys built the excalibur truck you kind of made it like a puzzle was it that true like you built and then you took it outside put it all together because the truck couldn't really fit in the garage that you guys had exactly right? Yeah, I mean, we had a one-car garage with a seven-foot garage door when we built a 12-foot monster truck. So <laughs> we, uh, in the fall of 84, we uh, built the frame out in the driveway mm-hmm. and got the frame and we got the springs under it and everything. And then the winter started closing in, so we uh, took, it apart, took it inside, didn't, was able to put the cab on it you know because it was too tall so but we was able to get the axles underneath of it so we had the truck in there with uh, five tons underneath of it and the frame and we did all that kind of work and i got some photos where you see the air cleaner of the motor is as high as the top of the garage door you know and uh so we did all that work and um we could have probably finished it sooner but we didn't want to drag it out in the winter time and so we waited till the weather broke and we drug it outside and started putting it all together. So when I'm going to, I'm going to go try, I'm trying to pick questions that never normally asked. Okay. And actually one of them is pretty much when you're loading and unloading Excalibur, you know, a lot of people may not know the history. Also the toter tire, you know, the stuff that you put the tires on the truck, the load up in and out. Yeah. Now the tires that you had on the truck, uh, loading in and out. I mean, I, I saw pictures of, there's not even, tires on the truck when you're putting together i'm talking about monster trucks i'm talking about your transport tires okay um now you know transporting the truck back and forth did you guys have a uh, another shop that you guys had later down later on down the road to fit the truck in and out yeah we did we uh rented a building that had a big 12 foot door so we could actually get the truck in with the the 66s if we wanted to Mm -hmm. and uh um, 
you know, we went through the loader tires just like, you know, the, by the military ones because that's where everybody kind of started. And then we realized them things are heavy as hell. And so then we found, seen some guys getting these little tractor tires and building their own rims. So then that we went to that route. But, uh, you know, we actually had a real shop, you know, after we started making some money with the truck. Mm. You guys remember the first show you guys did? The first show that we did was with Aaron Fulburn and bill bader and it was before they even called it thunder nationals they call it concept and uh um they heard i had done a couple shows for united states hot rod and and they kind of heard about us and you know they were from bills from norwalk they were from that area and they were doing they did in the winter time what they did was they did concerts small venue concerts and they were doing a show bachman turner overdrive and three dog night concert and they called me up and said we really think we want to get into this monster truck stuff. And we heard you're local. You want to come down and see a concert and we can talk, you know? So we went down there, watched the concert, talked to them. And they, they said, Oh, we're going to do this. Um, we're going to get a venue and we'll let you know. So they got a show in, in Marion, Ohio at the arena there. And they called up and said, well, we got the show, but we don't know any other trucks. Do you know anybody that, you know? And I said, yeah, we, I kind of got to be friends with, Brett with the Michigan Ice Monster. Um, I'll give him a call, and it'd be kind of cool because it's Ohio, Michigan, you know. And uh, so Brett came down. I am sorry, my phone's ringing. It's okay. <laughs> it's Chucky. I just hung up on him. Oh, good job. <laughs> uh, uh. And and so uh, um, we they booked the show. We got down there. They had these cars sitting outside, and they were like, "Well, you know, we've never done this." You guys do it. Set it up the way you want and everything. We're drag racers, so we like the idea of drag racing. So we go, okay. So we put three cars side by side, and we started drag racing over cars. You know, and, and that was really the first time that I ever, you know, we drag raced over cars. And a show with no dirt on the floor. And um, there was other attractions like a stunt person, the quads raced, and, you know, they were putting that all together. And Aaron was phenomenal at doing the, the announcing so uh that's kind of how it all started for us so um uh, another i thought it was pretty cool that um not really uh, about the excalibur one truck what was the what was the most important add-on or addition you guys put on that truck to, that you found out it's chucky popping this <laughs> um chuck's bugging me uh you know um that, you guys did to the truck when you first raced and what you learned about it you know what was really something that you and dave talked about saying we need to really fix this issue well we always wanted a motor a real motor you know and and um basically i used my street truck and it had a 350 in it we knew that was going to be good enough and dave he had a short bed and that's why we didn't use them because we wanted a long wheelbase you know and he had a 307 in that so that wasn't going to work so, like, uh, I had a buddy that was junking an SS Monte Carlo for parts for building his other Monte Carlo, and uh, we got the motor from him, and it was an LS5 with 130,000 miles on it, and uh, um, we didn't know anything about engines. I mean, we were kind of motocross guys. And so we threw that and threw a Predator on it, and that was our first year motor, and it probably didn't run 300 horse, I bet, you know. But our big thing was, 
was is everybody was slowing down. They would they would beat us out of the hole, but then they would slow down when they come to the cars to go over them, and we just floored it and held it to the floor and went over. So we made up the space, and and actually the motor wasn't that big a deal, not having all that horsepower. You know, it worked out for us. So you. Uh, similar to what my bosses with the Hall brothers, they said they didn't have the motor combination, well, the horsepower, like the big foots and bare foots mm-hmm. and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but they had to learn exactly. different ways of, of making their truck better, and the way they can improve their truck with execution and stuff like that was suspension yes. and your battles and stuff. This usually is a pretty good area. There we go. So it's going to go black and whatever. So um, I just continue on. This is a podcast. So um, uh, kind of my own form of radio program. But the suspension, you guys were one of the first trucks to have a. Never mind. Still recording. So there's gonna be a there's probably gonna be a big little bit gap there. <laughs> but uh technical it is, difficulties. It always happens. Yeah. It's the, the budget. See help support my podcast so I can buy <laughs> you know, much more money the problems, oh. but in this industry, more money helpful. So uh we'll get t shirts to whenever my co-host brad ever designs them and then we'll go from there but like like we're about to talk about here uh suspension on the truck yeah 
Well, you know, everybody was buying springs, you know, wherever they could find a spring, you know, that looked like it would work. They buy it, bought it. And we were like, there's no springs out there that really suits what we need to do, you know. And my partner and I raced amateur motocross and suspension was everything to us, you know. And so um, Dave worked at a company that had a CAD early on, which, you know, most companies didn't have CADs. So, and he got pretty good at the CADs. So we started drawing up different things and we drew up a set of leaf springs and they had a plotter, a four foot plotter, so we could plot out these springs full size dimensions and everything. So we went down to a place called Toledo Spring and asked, rolled out this um, blueprint and said, can you make leaf springs? And the guy goes, I've been here 35 years and nobody's ever brought a blueprint to make leaf springs before, you know, and it was like, what are you doing with this thing? And, and we said, well, it's going to be a mon what's a monster truck. You know, I mean, nobody had a clue of what we were doing. So he came out and looked at it and we had the frame in the driveway and uh, said, I'll make some springs. So he had an old forge that he used to make buggy springs out of so he could hand make these springs. So he made us a set of springs, which was 55 eye to eye, which was pretty big distance from eye to eye, and uh, gave us 12 inches of travel on the go. And uh, that is pretty much made the difference between us and everybody else was our leaf springs. You know, everybody had, you know, good quality stuff they could hold up, but the leaf springs was the difference. And... Uh, so and then we went out there and we realized that we could hit these cars a lot harder than the other guys and the truck would stay together. So with a little motor, that is why we were able to do what we did, you know, mm -hmm. because we didn't have to let off the gas. We just stayed on the throttle. It was easy to drive. Just floor it, shift, hit the cars and hold on. <laughs> so we'll go a little bit further down the line to basically where that truck is, the body piece for number two. Okay, the race truck. The race truck. And uh, do you remember the conversation? That, I know you guys are racing the race truck, but you also had your first one racing at some events too. Um, now, with your guys' run with Excalibur 1, these guys had popularity, your fandom and stuff like that. Did you remember conversations of talking, saying, you know, now we, have, now we got to build another truck and kind yes. of split, not split the team, but – to buy the team yes. to do different shows. Yeah. Actually, Scott Hess was our decision maker. Um, we were, for the most part, even though we were years into this, we were still dominating our little world of the sport, you know, through the Thunder Nationals. And uh, Scott made a deal with Fred and did the barefoot truck with one of Fred's big motors and came to the show. And Scott has no fear. And and so we seen what he did, and I told Chucky was driving at the time, and I said, Chucky, I said, I'm not wanting to destroy my beautiful truck, you know, to keep up with Scott. He will, and I know he will, and he still will today. And uh, uh, so I said, we're going to have to take a back seat now, you know, and we're going to have to think this through, and what are we going to do to get back on top? So that made us build a race truck, you know, and Taurus had been out, so we seen that and uh we were like it's time it's time to build a new truck so and so you guys use the cat design 
we we yeah dave we went in and we decided what we needed and you know some it was early in the coil over trucks and stuff and they were having a lot of trouble at aaron's shows because landing hard on concrete and they were all twisting and breaking them them coilovers and we were like well our most of our shows are concrete shows so we want to build a truck that is better but can hold up to them concrete shows and we weren't willing to give up our leaf springs at that time but we were the first truck we were having problems with the spring wrap in this the, the, the um, spring sacking out we actually had another set of springs and we'd change them out like every 10 12 shows because the shackles would start going out and uh so we learned that and we decided well how about double shackles and i think I think there might have been a truck or two out there that had double shackles at the time but we were like that we want to lower the truck and that's going to make the truck taller so we came up with the idea of inverting the shackles and we could get our double shackles the truck could get lower we went and wear out these springs and actually chucky has that truck today that same set of springs that's never been re-arced is in that truck to date so now when you so you Build. You have the the race truck, and uh, well, I remember a bunch of times in the Thunder Nationals when there was a Hampton Coliseum. They kept on mentioning you guys, saying the computer design Excalibur, the state of the art Excalibur, the the CAD design only uh, only other uh, the other truck that ran CAD, but and this is the other one. Now, where did you guys find your nitrogen shocks? Um, we bought Custer shocks. Okay, you know, and uh, we that truck was capable of twenty. 24 inches but at that time we could only get 19 inch tall shocks so we were limited to the, the shocks and um even before when we had it with the other things uh with the first truck we could only get 12 inch shocks you know so it seemed like the shocks was always the the limitation of our our suspension my uh on my hall of fame episode that i had mike waters came over and explained of how he had a, uh, a talk with the King King guys, mm-hmm. and uh, he went to all the way to his one black stallion truck had about 31 inches of travel, and kind of ch- changed the kind of the nitrogen shock and mm-hmm. today's mm-hmm. shock game. But mm-hmm. still, um, Charlie had that truck all the way until his retirement of you know 1997. But uh, uh, one of the drivers that were at the Hall of Fame, Brandon Rowe, he bought uh, Bruce Haney's. Benny Strauss Fast, which was your guys' mm-hmm. previous race truck, and you mm-hmm. ran that until like until he bought the his new Patrick in 04. Yep. So the longevity of not the second truck really lasts a really long time. Um outside of for that a leaper, too, huh? Yeah, for a, a very competitive <laughs> truck with what's going on. But also, I mean, for the longest time too. I mean, the Thunder Nationals was running clear. I mean, even though it was slowly getting into the mix of the monster GM mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. It was still divided until the 2010s, but it was still a 70. Still, yes. their popular trucks like Black Stallion, Rapid Attack, you know, the, the, those guys that ran, you know, the Thunder Nationals. Mm-hmm. And then Bruce Haney had Bad News Travels Fast, and he mm-hmm. ran as still a regular for the Thunder Nationals. So, how do you feel about the longevity adding on? Because Brandon DeRoe had your guys' housings on the Excalibur. 
two truck had his uh, housings on the bad news travels fast even on the patrick chassis yes. until like 2013 and yes. 14 and then you saw him the i think charlie has them now your parts and pieces on that truck lasted yep. only a few uh, i mean heck a few years back yeah. i mean your makes parts you feel that you were making the, the right decisions you know, yeah. when, you, when you did what you did you mm -hmm. know and and uh um that truck today if it was in the right like the thunder national show where it's a little arena it's concrete it's still probably do pretty good mm -hmm. you know um so that's pretty cool that we built something so long ago that still to this day and it's probably the only leaf spring truck out there that can do that mm -hmm. you know that i know of and uh them leaf springs when we built that second set of leaves we the first set of leaves were three inch wide leaves well, these leaves on the race truck were four inch wide leaves. They, they're massive, you know, and uh, um, I, I don't know if anybody else built four inch wide leaf springs. Well, the way I'm also talking about, too, the Thunder Nationals were getting a little bit on that is the longevity. Outside of you guys, you also have Rambo. It was Rambo, that truck was built in 88, 89. Yeah. And it ran until 2000 until they finally, you know, got the coilovers. Dogs, yep. the front engine that truck's running also somewhere in the united yeah. states right now yeah. last time i checked yeah, it was pretty awesome and that's running all, all over the place on the overkill trucks it's over in europe somewhere but still running um you know the longevity the pieces that it, every show that you guys are doing the, the nationals is proving the toughness so that's proving everyone else they need to purchase they purchase the truck they know the longevity of it mm -hmm. um that, that gotta be a testament for you guys in the thunder national group you know, knowing that you have equipment that can withstand and test the time yeah. and can handle abuse. Well, a little story about that race truck is um, we put a carrier bearing in it, you know, for the drive shaft. And everybody looked at the carrier bearing and said, oh, nobody, that's not going to work. You so know? a lot of guys use the, another drive shaft. Yeah. You guys use a jack shaft, yeah. right, with a carrier bearing yeah. on it. That, that, so basically letting know, if anyone doesn't know them, <laughs> guy also um in today's monster truck world you have the drop box which could be scs or pro uh -huh. and, and then you have your front drive shaft and then there's a, a little gap well, i'll tell you the part on that and then you have your rear drive shaft and it's connected to your third member between that and the the drop box is your carrier bearing that's on the back and then you have your jack shaft that's connected to the uh transfer case box that will help move the drive shaft and the drive shaft. And people don't realize a drive shaft on a monster truck is, is insanely fast. Uh, insanely. Yes. Uh, you think one of these tires are moving slowly. That's probably what is like six, seven times the speed. At least. Of the, of, uh, yeah. the, the, the way it goes. And, and then, uh, so what he's talking about is pretty much, you guys were pretty much the first to, to do, that. do that. And everybody said that, well, that I, we don't think that's going to hold up but you know that carrier bearing is still in that truck today mm -hmm. after we went through all that and it's never had to change ever change it out never change the drive shaft out nothing we uh we uh had to change our the, not the carrier bearing but the jack shaft itself because yeah. it loses sometimes the yeah. on our race trucks we, we had to change we change it like every you know mm -hmm. four years so these chassis have been four years we just change them for, uh, you know, um, I guess up to date. 
by you know trying to get the trucks you know ready top notch you know the those hemis and stuff like that with the paul brothers we try to get all the parts and pieces ready for a race that you know because you know for us you better bring your lunch bag yeah um, um, but we don't want that the way it goes but we check every nine bolt and so when sometimes we find a you know the we just started noticing when our jack shaft starts going is when the drivers switch from like drive the reverse and you hear a ding ding okay. ding like the sound when he changes gear ding we notice that it's, the sound that's time to it's time to change it yeah huh. even though it can still run and do everything we need to we just do it for safety aspects but still that's a cool story yeah, i didn't know I mean, about that yeah um i, I mean that was an experiment and the only reason we know that is um toledo driveline and gear had a retired engineer from dana mm. doing work and he was doing all this farm stuff there's a big tomato area where we're at and he was building all this uh um stuff for that and he said try a carrier bearing that'll work you know and we're like eh. so we trusted him and sure enough that was that was the ticket and it did work it worked real well because i think uh i know um i saw one of tim tesmer's trucks and it had and it had the drive shaft but it was another it was a smaller drive shaft than a drive shaft that was pretty common wasn't it yes they'll have the drive shaft in the middle mm -hmm. and then okay yeah that 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 was the first time when i was working for monster jam when someone said a jack shaft yeah, drive shaft yeah. no a jack yeah. shaft yeah. and um and also you guys were pretty much senator gravity motor placement yeah um that motor is actually pretty much in the middle of the truck uh tell me a little bit about that also because you know a lot of people like putting the motor straight back or just like you know in the back or not really how it is today but you guys had the motor sitting right behind or charlie or whoever was yeah. driving and the motor placement of the racing truck yeah. so talk about that well, I watched this old show called The Fall Guy, if you guys would remember that old show. And they were destroying their Chevy trucks like crazy, you know, doing them jumps. And I read an article where they had put the motor in the middle and lowered it and kind of made it balance almost on, you know. And I thought, that's a hell of a good idea, you know. And so I kept telling Dave, what, Dave wanted to push the motor back. He's big foot pushing her motor back you know and it was almost where the motor would have been in the cab and i did not like that idea whatsoever so that's when we decided to try a mid-engine motor you know and uh it seemed to work and there's another truck right here that has it mm -hmm. equalizer yeah but you know that, that's still going out of the box because when that truck was built a lot of people it wasn't until you know bigfoot finally did on number 10 but that was 1992. Mm -hmm. yeah. You guys were already building your truck while in 91, 91, late 92. We, we actually started designing that yeah. truck in about 89. Oh, 89. Okay. Yeah. So, so, I mean, not a lot of trucks Well, outside of what? Equalizer, King yeah. Crunch. I don't consider Grave Digger because Grave Digger had the motor in the back. back. Nice wheeling machine. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't really towards the middle. Equalizer had it towards the middle. Uh, King Crunch, uh, Scott Stevens' yes. truck was kind of in the, yeah. in the middle also. Yeah. But, you know, still a lot of people trusted the old trying true front engine, kind of like Taurus right here, right next to Equalizer. Yeah. And it worked very well, but we just want 
wanted to try something different. You know, we mm -hmm. didn't want to make something just a little bit different than what we already had. We wanted to do some radical changes, you know. Mm -hmm. And it started to become a good format because later on down the line, I mean, also Marty Garza and his Everkill truck was also like yeah. that too. Yeah. And uh, I think so it's, it's pretty cool, I thought, because today's technology were was from people that think outside the box mm -hmm. not the norm now today's monster trucks for example the team i work for hall brothers racing you know it's not you know the, 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 the jack shaft the motors in the middle everything is so close to each other yeah. everybody you know kind of mirrors each other nowadays you know and i mean back in the day we we had not a whole lot to look at you know it was like you just had to pull your ideas out out and try them and you know and, and a lot of guys just tried them and if they didn't work they had to do something else but mm -hmm. we actually had uh with the cad system we could actually kind of see what we wanted to do you know and how things worked and make sure stuff wouldn't hit each other when the suspension you know and so we were lucky to, to have the cad back when we did that yeah. is pretty yeah. cool and then and then the housings too yeah. and did you ever think about how your housings would be lasted so long no, and brand today's monster jam events not at all I, that's been junk a long time ago so well, that was a military five ton right or what was um the second truck the first truck the, the second, second truck, truck was the 106s like everybody okay. does with the clark planetaries on okay. the end um the first truck was you know we started out with five tons and we started breaking actual shafts left and right and we realized that you know, we had something different and uh we knew um kevin and Kirk Dabney and uh, they Kevin was just building his mega force his mega force and uh, Kirk calls up and said I got these planetaries and we just found out that these planetaries will pair up with five ton axle shafts you know the planetarians and uh, he said we have a whole bunch of them do you want them so I went down and bought eight Clark planetaries from Kirk brought them up and sold four of them to Brett from Michigan Ice Monster you he used know, that for heartbeat, right? Yep, and he used it for heartbeat, and uh, that solved our our drive shaft problems, you know, with the planetaries. And then we realized, you know, like everybody else later on, that you really didn't need that big five ton center section, you know. And uh, we all start going to the one hundred six. Now, did you guys experiment with drop boxes too? Um, no, we didn't. We we had my street truck I, when I was building my street truck. I had it so tall that I had to put a second transfer case in, and I went went down to what fortunate to have this place called Ben's truck parts, which had a lot of military stuff, just like voice. And I found this Napco, I think it was Napco transfer case. It was out of like a small cement truck. So it was a smaller transfer case, like not like five tons and stuff. I put that in my street truck. And then boy, it was months later, we decided to build monster trucks. So we put that and we ran that thing in our truck for quite a while and then you know SES and Profab they started making and we liked the idea to be able to change gear ratios so we didn't even have to take that transfer case out because it was still working but we liked the idea of that so then we went to um I think it was Profab transfer case you know, uh, so we could change gear ratios and then you guys were really favored on the Firestone tires too, correct? Firestones you know and I I truly don't know why guys kept going to them good years and especially for us being concrete shows you know you could see when we took off the line our black marks were a foot wider than the 
the um, good years, you know, and, and we always had small motors. I mean, our motor in that first truck was just a 468, just a board out 454, you know, an LS7 block is what we ended up buying. And uh, um, back then, my biggest competitor was um, Steve S with Nightmare. And he had a big motor in it, you know, and, and big cubes, and we would still beat him. And he kept coming to us. How could you possibly beat us with this little motor? What are you doing? What do you got? And, you know, it was just two things it was we could do weight transfer because the truck would weight transfer and we had firestones that that had a lot more rubber to the ground you know and, and so and that's what gave us the heads up and i would not i hated good years didn't okay. like them at all <laughs> so in 92 you guys did the little figure eight course and uh they that yeah. that was a really long course for any monster mm -hmm. truck and for you guys being so used to the short 10 foot run yes. to the end um you know for you guys how did you guys prepare for that event well you know anytime we did anything in a big building or an outdoor show like that that we had a lot of travel time to do that was kind of out of our wheelhouse you know we were thunder nationals true and through you know yeah. and uh so it was a little difficult to do them shows and we weren't really good at rear steering and we still had the, we didn't have automatic rear steering or anything we still turn it so it became a challenge and a lot of times we actually lost because it wasn't our environment you know to do that and and then we didn't have the we never had the cubes and when you them guys always got in front of us because of the, the small motor that we had you know i was about to say you so, guys had a pretty good 93 season you so guys won the we did the world, i guess the world final was at the Pontiac Silverdome yeah, for, the, for the other group, not the Monster Wars group, yeah. but you guys went event yeah. also, and yeah. uh, that was a long course yeah. too. That was a long course, and that did we did very well. Chucky did very well, you know, driving the truck, and uh, driver's ability was a lot, you know. Mm -hmm. And Dave, he just didn't know how to keep his foot out of the throttle. And there were so many times I was like, Dave, 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 we can win this show. I see who's here. We can win this show and he'd go out there for a second around and hammer it and bust something is that and that one situation that it's a silver dome it's yeah. a silver dome where you know he some dump i mean and i love having that photograph but you know he bent the front frame horn he blew all the shocks off of it the bump stops destroyed those you know and then we couldn't come back you know mm. and that, that it just that was dave's nature it was all or nothing with my partner dave you know <laughs> speak about dave he's he, I mean, with the COVID and stuff like that, he was supposed to be uh, introduced in the 2020 Hall of Fame. Yes. I think we're uh, in this episode that we're doing; it's already over with. But uh, he's in the Hall of Fame. Yes, he's in and, the Hall of Fame. Uh, having all, everyone together, yep. the whole team. Yep. Chuck was in first, and then I, and then Dave. So the whole Excalibur team. How is, is that meaningful? That's pretty darn awesome. That all three of us that are in the Hall of Fame now. You know. Did you ever think? And, uh, I, I, you know, I, I kind of forgot monster trucks. There was a gap where I didn't have much to do with them. And actually back in 2010, um, a friend of mine, Dan Wyatt, called me up and said, I started this uh, Excalibur group page. And I said on 
Facebook. And I said, what's Facebook? You know? And uh, so I got on there, I started looking at it, and I started reading the comments and all these people were on their middle-aged guys saying, oh God, I remember when Dave or Mike or Chuck, you know, talked to me and signed my autograph, put me in the truck and all that. And I was like, well, I got to be part of this again because you know them were super fans and they remember me to the day i can't so i started getting back into it and then about the same time jeff started this and uh so i guess my first love was excalibur and now my second love is this monster truck hall of fame yeah yeah how how this is the new building and you know you've been there from you know seeing from the start and how it's growing from uh you know renting a place now you guys have a place that you guys can call home and no one can Correct. tell you otherwise and uh seeing how fast you guys convert this building from what it, it was a eagles or an elks lodge it was an eagles lodge uh, had low ceilings we walked in here and uh i you know pretty much my other career was building maintenance so i i know a lot about buildings and uh, i looked at it and i was very skeptical that this was going to work but old scott got a ladder stuck it head up the ceiling and said yeah yeah this is gonna work for us and so you know and he was right and this was a perfect move and the town of butler is phenomenal the mayor the chief of police the chief of the fire department they are so on board with us and so happy that we're here so this is just a perfect fit for us and this is gonna do nothing but get bigger and better kind of looks like you guys may have to start looking at maybe branching well you know now we have a capable of bringing some income in because museums don't bring a lot of money in you know donations and you can only get so much but now we have the field out back that um we lease and uh we can do events there we have already had two events there and that generates money for the museum so you know and before we didn't have anything like that you know so um there is no reason why we're we're not going to grow and we're going to grow pretty fast. That's cool. You know, I'd seeing all the, you know, you got three world champion trucks and some guy that does film coverage. He's waving, yeah. um, you know, and, and we got all these guys now that are interested in digging up all these trucks out of the weeds yeah. and rebuilding them and bring them to the museum before that. I mean, they were in the weeds for a reason. There was nothing to do with those trucks. What would you do with those trucks? You know, and now you can bring them here. We, when we expand get more trucks in the museum and uh you know it, it's kind of really cool the you know cool and we is, can we can re i can i'm reliving my history you know and the cool thing is you also have a monster tank here too yes yes yeah. we do with the hall brothers bringing their tank here that is really cool because i didn't have much to do with the tanks you know mm -hmm. when i broke my back i was like the last thing i want to do is get in a tank yeah yeah <laughs> but um that's really cool and, and you know as we grow we'll we'll bring more things in we want to bring the rc guys back we want to bring all the guys back that display things because i love going around looking at at the the memorabilia that they bring in and i see stuff that you know they it made of me and excalibur that i had never seen before you know when these guys mm -hmm. dig it up and they find it and they bring it in you know and so i love every bit of this and actually the displays is kind of like that's kind of what i like to do like this display back here you know? You know, and uh, we had this stuff all set in the garage, and and that that 
um, fiberglass set in the corner of Chucky's barn, you know, and never had no place to put and it. That's and that's fire people. suit, right? And that's Dave's fire suit, yeah. And my fire suit's up front, and uh, um, this is really cool. So all the drivers, as they get in, they can, you know, if they got stuff, they can bring them in. We can put it on display for them and uh, a place for us to go. And like the Thunder Nationals, you know, I call them my band of brothers. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, we always talked about having um, like a reunion because we hadn't seen each other in years and years and years. And we were like family. Mm -hmm. And uh, now with this, we see each other every year or multiple times a year. You know, they come up and stuff. So what Jeff Cook did here is absolutely wonderful. That'd be cool in the future. They would have different wings. Like here's a Thunder National wing, the TNT wing. Yes. Um, the, you know, the, uh, the Super Six, yeah. like Forrest Bigfoot, Barefoot wing. Yeah. And we even talked about maybe down day. the road we could expand where we could have a garage and we could acquire one of these old trucks and we could start putting it back together and filming it and have people come in mm -hmm. and help and, you know, things like that. Yeah, you know, people that never had a chance to help or do stuff, you know, when you went on the road, you know, when you got to a show, everybody, the guys all come, can I help you do this? Can I help you do that? And, mm -hmm. you know, they always wanted to help. So maybe down the road, we could be able kind to Kind of like how something. aviation does when people rebuild World yes. War II aircrafts. Exactly. They, uh, like people may not know that when you see World War II aircrafts at air shows and stuff like that, it's not like, for example, some guy building from ground. There's volunteers that take their yes. time and donations. That Build those B seven, put back those B seventeens, or those DC threes, or P fifty one Mustangs. Uh, some companies may have a backer, but most of yeah. it is yeah. people that volunteer. That's yeah. the same thing with here. You know, you know, volunteer. Mike Waters put together, put back together two two trucks, yeah. most legendary race yeah. trucks that, ever. That would probably just been in the weeds someplace, yeah. you know. Yeah. So and, this is phenomenal. And people may not know if you guys knew. That's cool. That. His, the team, Excalibur team, second trucks in the hands of Charlie Pawkin, and him and his son are basically taking their time putting it back together, but yes. they're volunteering their time yep. to put that truck back together. And that truck will be here someday, too, yep. because, you know, that's a unique truck with the, the it was probably one of the last competitive lease spring trucks So what happened exists. to the first one? The first one is still in existence. Rick Ram, I can't pronounce Ramini, it. Ramini. Ramini. Okay, yeah. it's not right. He truck. has... And and it's in his possession, and he's keeping it safe. And uh, you know, maybe someday we can get that truck, get it back together, and get it down here. You know, Still, but I know it's safe. Yep. You know, it's in a place, and um, it's really cool to know that I built something 35, 36 years ago, and there it is, still in existence. You know, yeah, that's pretty cool knowing that your piece of equipment. You know, not a lot of owners and a lot of not a lot of guys who raced their previous trucks know where their products have. Mm -hmm. exist. And I know where and, both of my trucks are you know you're you know that that's a humbling experience yeah. you know that you know yeah. both trucks are still kicking and rocking yeah. you know i mean and, and uh you know, the name itself too i mean you're you guys left it uh, i'm gonna say a big foot impression <laughs> uh in, in the in the monster truck world mm -hmm. and like you said like with the fans and stuff like that bringing back around yeah. 2010 with their facebook and groups. you know if anybody doesn't think they can do something like that, it's crazy because my partner and I had nothing. Like a lot of these guys that started from nothing. We started from nothing. We had no 
no sponsorship. We had a one-car garage with a seven-foot garage door, but we had the passion, the passion to do it. And we seen what was being done, and that's all it takes. You can do it if you want. Thanks, Mike. Thank, Thank you for this interview. Thank it's you. a good no story. Uh, you know, it, I got to get you get some food. We have a long night I tonight. My, I, I'm, I have diabetes, and I got to watch myself. I got this little sensor on my arm, uh, so okay. my blood sugar's going down. But yeah, I hope we're not a film. Okay. Sorry about that. It's all right. It's all right. But, you know, thanks, Mike. Thank you very much. Thank and, you. Uh, uh, once again, you're good to go so okay cool. all right cool man sorry it took so long it took me so long to get to you I, it's okay I apologize for hey that. it's you all know, it's all good like three years in a row doing this <laughs> you know, oh man it's all good yeah, but thank you for yeah, you know we finally got out help this whole thing oh yeah this, this is you see how cool this is it's awesome yeah, yeah. i love this i love every year and yeah. I, I do get sad a little bit but yeah. i miss you every year about it but I, I finally got know, I, I live an hour and a half from here, mm-hmm. so I, I come up here all the time, and it's just like I got a place. I got a place that I can go monster trucking, <laughs> and you know, close yeah. and help. And, and I always told Jeff, or I didn't tell Jeff. I said, you know, I volunteer, but I probably would have paid you to come up here. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, I'm gonna close this down, okay. and uh, that was Mike Nickel, Excalibur, right there. Thank you so much for being on. Guys, um, you know, High Octane Coffee, J Concepts, JB Scale Graphics, Back Channel Productions, uh, Six View Apparel. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much for being on. But uh, once again, um, next week's show, let you guys know. So keep the ride down, the side up. Later.